Before we wrap up, I want to tell you about an amazing new podcast. You longtime listeners of The Brian Nichols Show know him well, and that is one Brad Palumbo in his stellar new program, Breaking Boundaries. Join Brad as he interviews top writers, politicians, and thinkers from all across the political spectrum to give you a new perspective you won't find in the mainstream liberal media or right-wing echo chambers. From guests like Rand Paul to Glenn Greenwald, Brad is having conversations and focusing on issues that are driving America with the people who are in the driver's seats. So... Head over to your favorite podcast app, hit subscribe, strap in, and be prepared for some wild food takes like Rand Paul and his grand mayonnaise conspiracy. Again, that's Breaking Boundaries with Brad Palumbo, available in your favorite podcasting app today. We can become great at doing the the things that we do well, the things that are, we focus on. Like I'm, I think our audience is great at selling liberty. I think we have yeah. been amazing at doing that. Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C level executives to help them future proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the liberty movement. You start to ask questions that piques interest and get him to feel like, okay, this guy's actually got something that maybe can help me out. And then in your asking of questions and trying to uncover the real problems, build that natural trust. I know I went in the monologue there, man. (laughs) Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. Well, happy Wednesday there, folks. Hump day. Yes, we have made it halfway through the week. We're already in August. Where the heck is time going? And yeah, we're already going to be seeing kids going back to school, right? Well, that's top of mind issue for today's guest. That is Tiffany Justice. She is joining the program from Moms for Liberty. We have 81 chapters, 20, uh, 26 states, there we go, and you see right now Moms for Liberty is standing up and raising a voice for the kids out there across America who have been locked down for the past year and a half, plus standing up for the educational freedom of parents and also protecting the educational rights of kids. What's being taught in schools? Tiffany is raising the alarm. So with all that being said, onto the show, Tiffany Justice from Moms for Liberty here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for having me today, Brian. Absolutely. Tiffany, thank you for joining us here on today's episode of the program. And it's funny how um, the show, we, we've been taking an approach. It seems like everybody, we're going to school. We're, we're talking to people. Uh, either we're teaching them about something. So we've had two scientists on the show the past uh, few weeks and uh, on our Wednesday episodes. And now we have you talking specifically about educating our kids. So in that theme, Tiffany, welcome to the program, Moms for Liberty. Um, Chris Goizetta, my marketing guy, got this on my, my radar. And I started doing some research into to the advocacy that you guys are doing and the focus that you have right now in terms of helping really, number one, address the number one issue I see going forward, and that is the education of our kids, uh, especially going into where we are right now as a society, looking at how the schooling system really has, it's at a crossroads. You see parents starting to stand up, and you're one of the ones standing up. So Tiffany, with that being said, let's introduce you to the Brian Nichols Show audience. So what kind of is your path to liberty, and what got you so active here, uh, focusing on right now what you're doing at Moms for Liberty? So uh, we, uh, I co-founded Moms for Liberty with Tina Deskovich uh, this past uh, January. And um, up until that point, I was a school board member for four years here in Indian River County. Um, my term ended at the end of November. And so I have four kids in public school. I had unpacked a ton of backpacks. 
uh, when I was on the school board and uh, previous to that as well. My, uh, my oldest is 16, my youngest is nine. And um, we just, Tina and I saw behind the education curtain. Tina also has children in public school. She served as a school board member in a neighboring district to me, uh, a little bit north, Brevard County. And uh, we both just looked at each other and said, my goodness, we just spent um, the past, you know, six months watching people's liberties be taken away, sat on school boards, watching parents come and ex- express concerns that they were having about their children in school with the distancing and the masking and the curriculum. And um, we just realized that that we needed to do something with the knowledge that we had gained uh, during uh, serving on school board. And if you, if you know Bill Bennett, he has a Funny quote, he said, serving on school board is a lot like being in purgatory. So, um, you know, you serve for years, you learn a ton, and then you want to turn around and help other parents because there are not, um, schools don't make it easy anymore to partner with them. Yeah, well, my dad was on the school board. I know it was it was tough um, for him, you know, his experience as well, just because it is, and you see this too, there are people who do embrace, and as a sales guy, the thing I hate the most and that is the status quo. They embrace the incumbent vendor more often than not because it's comfortable. They, they you know, they, they really don't want to go out there and see what else is out there because then it makes them have to focus on where maybe they're not doing so hot. And you think about how and I, I even think to where I'm from up in northern New York and just there's such a, a strong desire to connect with the, the school and the community. And it's gone to the point almost where you see certain schools where they kind of just exist because of the community a- aspect. But I mean, are they getting the kids the best education? Are kids sticking around? Are they going you know, with the education they're taking and taking career paths that are actually finding, you know, real success? I'm seeing a lot of friends who went to school for four year degrees that they're not using and they're hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and they don't know what to do. So, Tiffany, you're, you're talking about Moms for Liberty and what's been the main approach? I mean, one of the things we talk about here in the show is the, the problems we see out there offering liberty based solutions. So what are some of those top problems that you're identifying sure. right now? So right now, Moms for Liberty, we have um, 81 chapters in 26 states. So again, we started in January. Um, And uh, what we know to be true is that the advocacy needs to happen in your own backyard. Uh, Local politics is where you can make the biggest change. We know that. We've sat on school board. We know it makes a difference when parents come and interact with their school board and build relationships. So that's what we hope to do with our chapters. Uh, Chapters uh, requests come in from around the country and the chapter chairs Um, express a desire in starting a chapter, and we help them to do that in a number of different ways. Um, And then we encourage them to engage with local government and to protect and defend their parental rights. Um, So as far as solutions are concerned, that's that's where the solutions are. The solution is an army of moms. My experience on school board taught us, and and Tina as well, that you can't do it by yourself, Um, even if you're a conservative school board member, which I was um, on a fairly liberal board. Um, you need an army of parents behind you supporting you and to make those decisions and to apply pressure to the other board members to do the same. Um, these are our children in these classrooms and we need to reclaim our parental rights. One of the things we like to say, Brian, is we don't uh, co-parent with the government. Um, these are my children, my choice. We don't co-parent with the government. What a quote that is. I like that. Well, let's look at those public schools, right? You see your average person right now starting to raise the, the red flag. They say, hold up. I just saw my kid have to stay home for the past year plus in some circumstances. And now I'm hearing they might have to either A, wear a mask when they go back to school or B, 
They might not even go back to school yet. What? What's happening yeah. here? What's this is insanity. Well, I, I'm going to say, you know, I'm thankful to President Biden for coming out today and saying that American public schools need to be open every classroom. So I'm going to applaud him for that. Um, and, and we appreciate that because the, the movement by the teachers union and Randy Weingarten coming out and saying so callously, you know, we hope classrooms will be open. But we, you know, and kind of leaving this, you know, uh, question lingering in the air for parents is completely unfair. Um, we've had enough. We will not take it. We reject that. Um, America's public school classrooms need to be open for business and they need to be open for parents to come in and see what's being taught. And unfortunately, parents haven't had a seat at the table and it's time that we demand that seat at the table and that's what we're doing. And so if it's going to take an army of moms banding together across the country, standing up and saying, these are our children, this is the future of America, which we care about, we will no longer be silent. So um, that's what we're seeing. And we're seeing moms at school boards all around the country standing up and speaking out and it is amazing. These are smart, focused moms who know what they want the future of their, for their children to look like. So, Tiffany, what are your thoughts? Because front of the show, Corey DeAngelis, he's been on a, uh, a nationwide tour, state house by state house, raising up awareness in terms of school choice, saying we should be funding students, not institutions. Now, I, I know my libertarian a portion of my audience, their their red flags going off because they're saying, "Well, well, Tiffany, we see the the answer to the problem. Let's just get kids out of these public schools." Do you see that maybe as an argument, or or are you maybe on the approach of saying, "Let's maybe fund students, not institutions," like Corey's going, or do you see merit in the public schooling system still going forward? So um, I have to be honest with you, when you work in public schools, whether it's a teacher or even as a school board member, you kind of fall in love with them sometimes because the kids are so amazing. And there are so many amazing teachers that care so much. And we have seen I have seen personally and um, I have heard so many stories about teachers who have changed children's lives. And so 80 percent of, of Americans um, send their children to public school, whether that's a choice or not, is what I think we need to talk about. And um, the truth is that school choice seems to be the way forward in order to put pressure on schools to reform and to change and to, to open up to parents. And so I really feel like, you know, they're making the argument for us. I know Corey has said that before. He holds um, the union's feet to the fire. And, and so, you know, we know that a, a portion of America's families are going to continue to participate in public schools. And um, we believe in the power of public schools to change lives. So, yeah, I mean, you know, is school choice something that's important and needs to happen? 100% absolutely. And if we had more school choice, I don't think we would be facing the issues that we are now. So that's something that I think we have to continue to work forward uh, to, to making that happen. Um, but right now in the moment, we do have kids um, and, you know, it, it's like teachers don't even, teachers unions don't even want them in the classrooms. So, um you know, they're not really leaving with us uh, us with a lot of options. And I have to be honest and say another year of this nonsense, parents are not going to have it. I see parents across the country pulling their children out of school left and right. Um, I just think that that what's going on now is just parents will not stand for it. We will not. No. Uh, and I mean, I, what was the number I just saw? 40 percent of teachers in New York City, you know, the illustrious red city that it is uh, not getting vaccinated. And, and they're public school teachers, and yet they're the ones saying that they can't have kids come back to school because they, they might get teachers sick because of all these crazy variants. It's like, well, go, why aren't you getting vaccinated? And the truth is, and to your point, they don't want to go back to school. A lot of these teachers have unfortunately 
really got uncomfortable with knowing that they have been deemed essential. They will get paid no matter what. Uh, and their union's going to make sure for that. Uh, but think about the other, uh, you know, the other roles that have been out there. And I think you're going to see a lot of people really get disdain towards teachers. And this is unfortunate. It is an unfortunate outcome because you have a, a large, uh, not necessarily a large, a, a loud group, we'll say, of public school teachers who are unfortunately being, uh, you know, the, the ones who are going out and they're they're not setting a good example. They are staying home. I mean, we had here in Philadelphia, teachers just sit in their, their car in the parking lot. That's that's productive. Right. And I, I think you're starting to see a lot of people start to stand up again. Back to my point. Start to say time out. This isn't working. So let's look at those people and let's address those concerns they have. So what are some of the main things you're hearing in the conversations with people? What are what are the issues that they're bringing to you right now, Tiffany? I'd like to. Well, first, I'd like to address the teacher issue because I want yeah, to be yeah, clear and say, yeah, absolutely. Um, we we have some we have teachers who are members of Moms for Liberty because teachers have kids who go to school. So um, it is not every teacher that does not want to go back to the classroom. And we just don't believe that. Um, what we're hearing from teachers is that it's extremely difficult to stand up against the union to say that they want to come back to classrooms. And um, I just actually saw a video of some teachers walking out of a school board meeting and um, the the teacher, there, there were people filming these teachers walking out and they made this symbol like cut again across the neck to, the, to another teacher who had spoken that night at the meeting. So, I mean, this stuff is real. These are, you know, people that you consider friends or peers and colleagues, and you're having a difference of opinion. I mean, you know, we, I understood I, back in March 13th, when, when Ron DeSantis closed Florida schools, there was a lot of uncertainty and it was, uh, you know, it was fair that teachers were scared to go back, but, you know, we had an evidence of summer, of, of summer camps that were not masking, of different things happening. We saw that it was safe to go back to classrooms and, you know, it's just unacceptable um, for, for the fact, you know, we have kids out in Oregon going to school for 14 days, San Francisco, 14 days. I mean, it's just unacceptable. Um we can't allow it to happen. I, I just, there's nothing else I can really say about that. Um, as far as the other issues we're seeing in classrooms, virtual learning opened up a window, right, Brian? To parents were seeing what was being taught to their kids and they're hearing it and they're watching it and they're saying, wait, what is that? Why, why are you guys talking about murder? And, or why, why are, why is there so much discussion about suicide or about, um, all these dark, really dangerous issues that were parents were seeing being addressed in like five-year-olds curriculum, six-year-olds curriculum. And, you know, parents are throwing the flag. This is the boundary. We're redrawing the boundaries. <laughs> and, and some of this stuff just needs to go. We need to get back to teaching reading in America. And, and if people were, if our literacy rates were higher, we wouldn't be seeing the crime that we're seeing right now. And that's something that this country is going to have to address. So you mentioned bringing the the focus back to local. You said that earlier. That's the main approach. I think the, the yep. what did you say Advo yeah the advocacy in your backyard. I like that quote. I wrote that down. Um, so I I wholeheartedly agree. We've actually made that one of the main focuses here. That's why we took a really solutions based approach to how we can help bring change to not just the liberty movement but also you know bringing these liberty based solutions to the world. So let's maybe look at the going to this, you know, advocacy in your backyard when you're talking to parents and they're starting out. They're saying, OK, Tiffany, you, you've piqued my interest because I'm mad and I now see that you have a solution in place for me to actually take this unfortunate anger that I find myself with and to now focus it appropriately with some actual solutions. So 
What are some actionable steps for parents who are listening right now? They say, okay, Tiffany, you've definitely been you know, piquing my interest. I now identify as one of those angry parents. What would be a next step for a parent interested in joining Moms for Liberty? They can go to our website. That's momsforliberty.org. And you can click on the chapters button and you can find a chapter near you or submit a request to start a chapter uh, if there isn't a chapter near you. Um, But for parents just in general, I I say, you know, do you know when your school board meets? Do you know who your school board members are? Do you know when those elections are held? Do you know what it takes to run for school board? Just out of curiosity, who represents you? Um, When are the school board meetings held? Uh, have you ever looked at the agendas before? Um, you know, the the district should be willing to work with you to a certain degree if you have questions about agendas. So, you know, you need to begin to build a network. And so, you know, we and we also encourage our chapters to go to other members of, of the community that have served in elected office, um, maybe former school board members or, or other people um, that are active and to, to ask for help. Because a lot of the members that we have that are joining Moms for Liberty are, are completely new to politics. It's not something that they've paid a lot of attention to local politics before. Um, but, you know, when national politics feels as, as out of control as it does sometimes, like right now, um, you know, local politics is really where you can make the change. So um, just really empower moms to, um, you know, trust your instincts. And I hear that a lot and you really should. And then trust the fact that you are the expert of your child and you have the right and the responsibility to ask questions about the education that they are receiving in, in your public school classroom or your private school classroom for that matter. You were, let's go back a little bit because you were talking yeah. about this earlier and I, I want, actually, I wrote this down. But I wanted to circle back to this. So I feel like a Jen Saki. Let's circle back. Um, so you mentioned when the, the virtual learning opened the window, uh, into what the kids were learning. And you mentioned, you know, some of the darker themes that we're seeing being taught to, to your kids. But I, I know that there's but also a lot of just like, you know, questionable content across the board beyond even that. It's like from, from being overtly biased and in, in, you know, politics to, you know, just, just blatantly going after kids and you're seeing, you know, the, the firsthand, you know, experience, a lot of kids experience every single day that parents really had no perception of what was happening, be it because of just pure apathy or because they truly didn't have the means to see inside. So I, I, I'm curious, what else are you hearing from these parents about things that they were seeing? And, and is there anything in particular that really you've been seeing across the board that has been a reoccurring theme there? Yeah, one of the things that we're seeing is that children that come from biracial families are are having issues with some of the way that the curriculum is being taught. And in Williamson County, Tennessee, there was a a mom of a second grader who spoke. She's uh, Thai uh, American and her husband is white and her son was embarrassed uh, for uh, the fact that he had a white father. Um, And that came out of he's in second grade. Um, And so you can go to our website, our YouTube uh, channel or go to the Williamson County Moms for Liberty YouTube channel and you can hear her testimony. Williamson County, Tennessee did a CRT 101 where they brought in some speakers. And and this mom, I mean, I was bawling when I listened to it because, you know, she she says that we all our, our children love each other. And uh, we're, you know, schools are trying to teach our kids to not love each other. And that's really when it boils down to it, um, where I think a lot of moms feel. Um, As far as other issues that are seeping into education that we're seeing, I mean, you know, we can have a really local conversation about specific issues that are happening like that, or we can have high level conversations. I just had a 
um, you know, a, a reporter asked me about the equity framework in Chicago public schools, and it's predicated on the CDC's declaration that racism is a public health crisis. So then we see the federal government intervening into state education, Brian, which it has never meant to do. It's not supposed to be as involved in state education as it is. And since 2000, um, that has really changed. And so, you know, just a lot of different issues happening in um, in education. And so um, as moms are joining us, they're sharing the issues that they're having and the concerns that they're having with the curriculum that they're seeing for their children, whether it's inappropriate content or if they feel that it's politically biased in some way or their children are being called out. Um, my own children have experienced in the classroom being called out uh, because of my political beliefs or because of my advocacy. So, um you know, whether parents are dealing with that or, or we're having, you know, some really serious conversations with moms about, you know, who has an influence on your child's education and who said that was OK. Um, and and so, you know, a lot of the work that we do in, is ed- educating and empowering moms and then trusting them when they see or hear something that they're listening to. And they say, gosh, that just doesn't sit well with me to, to ask questions about it. And, you know. It's pretty it's pretty remarkable. But I, I think, Brian, you know, we're all I, I, every day I'm on Twitter and I see these just story after story after story of these things. And everything you look at, you're like, no, that can't be true. Is that true? I can't even you know, and it's just echo chamber of outrage constantly. And it's like, when is enough evidence, enough evidence that something is afoot here in American public education and parents are saying, you know, stop respect us, respect our parental rights, and let us see what you're teaching our kids. We shouldn't have to do a public records request to learn what our children are, to see what our children are learning in classrooms. I mean, you, you, you shouldn't, right? You you should, you should be able to go to your parent teacher conference and ask, and they should be like, of course I can show you what we're teaching our kids. You have have to go to a FOIA FOIA request or something, go get the information, which is just absolutely insane. But have you seen any of the estimates? No, no. Hit me with it. Oh, like $97,000 for emails. I mean, there was a hundred, oh, it's just, I mean, some of the, some of the estimates from districts for public records requests and everything's digital now um, is just, uh, I mean, parents have no recourse and we say parents should have free course. Um, so, you know, if you're a lawyer out there and you want to start championing some parents, you know, it seems to, to us that a lot of times we're looking to legislators to governors, to other people to help us to navigate through this. But the truth of the matter is that we're going to have to fight some cases in court. Um, courts, unfor- unfortunately, have just not been that friendly to parents. And districts have like millions and millions of dollars um, in, that they spend on lawyers and litigation. Um, there's never a question when you get sued, like, are we going to fight this? It's it's just, you know, when. Right. Well, and I guess... <laughs> My, my, my libertarian in me is just screaming, like, we get kids out of the public schools then. We, we, this, I, I see the merit of the argument of yesteryear, but I guess, like, with the advent of the technology, and this is one thing I always get excited about. My day job, I'm a sales executive in the greater telecommunications and cybersecurity world, and to see how quickly technology is advancing. I mean, I look at this little device that we all have called a smartphone. And for Gen Z, that is quite literally the starting off point for baseline technology for them. And then you think of even younger Gen Z. I mean, not only is that the baseline, but now the idea of an online education where we we won't be able to give them the in-person experience, but to fill in the gaps at the very least 
we can now start to figure out the better ways to tailor that. But to, I guess, the, the point you're, you were raising earlier about the value of having that in-person education, having that one teacher that everybody thinks back to that was just awesome, right? That, that made your, your life all the better. And I guess the argument that I would say is, well, I would dare say that the best teachers will have more of an opportunity now to thrive in an environment where they're not beholden to this very, you know, bureaucratic, regimented uh, schooling system. I mean, if we all had a dollar for every time we heard a, a teacher say, I want to teach you this, but here's what the state needs me or wants me to teach you for the test. So I had to teach you what I had to teach you for the test. And every time I heard my teacher say that, I cringed a little bit because they wanted to teach. They wanted to make sure that you got it and that they could work with every student. But they have this this one standardized test the state has mandated to say that this is what we consider to be a success. This this is, you know, you're going to be good test takers. And by that, you're going to be good little applicants at the DMV when you go and you fill out your forms. We see that time and again, as long as we can fill the little bubbles out from the Scantron. That's all they want us to do, Tiffany. I think it's a big conspiracy by, by no, Scantron Incorporated. I I'm not going to I'm not going to fight you on some of that, Brian. Here's what I'm going to say. Um, teaching to the test is bad for kids, um, but open reign for teachers right now can't be trusted. Um, so, you know, where do you draw the line between the freedom for teachers in classrooms to, you know, bring in curriculum? Right. And, oh, yeah, and like, teach what they yeah, like to teach. Like, well, <laughs> Yeah, yes, yes. But I mean, we're talking about freedom for teachers to teach. And, you know, supplemental curriculum is a huge issue in America's public schools until we address supplemental curriculum. So that's not the stuff that the district adopts, right? The core curriculum is what the district adopts. Um, but supplemental curriculum would be other things that are added to the child's experience to help to differentiate the learning or to, um, you know, enhance it. Um, until we address that, we are shoveling water with a rake. Um, it is teachers have access to the Internet. And you and I know you can pull up anything on YouTube. You would be if you if you want to if, if someone's watching this, and you want to see what kind of supplemental curriculum sometimes creeps into your children's classrooms. There's a, a website called Thug Notes. Um, they did some they did this catcher in the rye spoof or, or parody or something. And that was in a 10th grade uh, honors English class, 15 year olds. And it'll just blow you away. So. You know, um, the principal was notified about that. They had no idea. It hadn't been approved. But until teachers are held accountable for the other things they're bringing into the classrooms in America, this big talk about, you know, the adopted curriculum is is just, you know, if we're only we are only touching the surface. Oh, well, Tiffany, unfortunately, sorry have, to end on that. No, note, no, though. we're not going to end on that. No, I promise, because for what we do at the show and my audience knows me at this point, they're like, Brian's not going to let the show end on a sour note because I always have to hear. And here's a sales cycle, right? All the salespeople in the show or the audience, they're, they're nodding their head in agreement because at the end of the sales cycle, you have to do the reality gap. So where we are to where we're going to be with this, this new advent of, in this case, the solution that you're bringing forward. This is Moms for Liberty and this is Moms standing up so let's paint that better future where do you see things going forward six months 12 months dare i say 24 months as we head towards those you know just around the corner 2022 midterm elections tiffany what are your thoughts here in painting that better future for us um we'd like to have uh, a chapter in every county across the united states that's 3,000 counties and when we have chapters in every county or active parents in every county and parents 
that are um, sitting on school boards, we will start to see real change in public education. And it's not far off. 2022 is around the corner. So if you're watching this and you think you have the skills to serve on your school board or it's something you might be interested in, reach out to us and we'll try to help direct you for some candidate training or some some advice uh, to help you. But, um, you know, the power is, to, is with the parents, Brian. We are the many. And um, we love our children and we love America and we're going to do everything we can to defend our parental rights and to, you know, right this ship to get America moving in the right direction. Well, there you go, folks. Tiffany Justice, the, the organization is Moms for Liberty. We'll include the links in the show notes. With that being said, Tiffany, thank you for joining us on today's episode of The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you, Brian. I had a great time. Have you checked out the new Brian Nichols Show collection over at Proud Libertarian? Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash shop and you can grab some amazing Liberty swag that will definitely help pique some interest from our good ideas don't require force snapbacks, Alexa overthrow the government t-shirts, question everything mugs, and of course our ever popular don't hurt people, don't take people's stuff bumper sticker. The Brian Nichols Show shop over at Proud Libertarian has all the Liberty swag you need. And hey, if you're looking for more awesome Liberty apparel check out the rest of the amazing proud libertarian store while you're over there and be sure to use code tbns at checkout to get 10 percent off your entire order that's right 10 percent off your entire order from proud libertarian including everything over at the brian nichols show shop and all you have to use is code tbns at checkout one more time head to brian forward slash shop and check out the brand new brian nichols show store over at proud libertarian and use code tbns at checkout for 10 percent off your entire order. Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up my conversation with Tiffany Justice, Moms for Liberty. If you enjoyed the episode, well, do me a favor. Please go ahead and share today's episode. Now, of course, this is an episode we want to make sure we are sharing with not just our, our friends in the Liberty world, but we need to reach the people this is going to impact the most. Let's reach parents. So I'm going to challenge you. Please send today's episode to at least two or three people you know who have kids in the public schooling system right now and just say, hey, give this a listen. Listen to what parents are doing right now when they're trying to stand up for their kids' rights. Uh, Also, special plug for this episode also over on the Brian Nichols Show shop. A brand new t-shirt is launching with this episode. It is Fund Students, not Systems. If you're interested in that shirt, head down to the show notes, but also head to briannicholshow.com forward slash shop and you can check out that awesome new shirt. Now, before I go into uh, more merch talk, really quick, where can you go ahead and follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And please, if you go ahead and you see me tomorrow or Friday or Saturday down in Orlando, Florida. I will be at Young Americans for Liberty Revolution 21. Please make sure you go ahead and tag me. Yeah, I'll be on Media Row having conversations with all the movers and shakers here in the greater Liberty world. Looking forward to having those conversations. But yes, if you want to stop by, please, I would love to uh, to get a picture. And I'd love to hear your story. If you have been able to help sell Liberty outside of our greater Liberty world to your dare I say, normal, average friends who are out there. I would love to hear your story, so make sure you stop by and say hello. August 5th through the 7th, Young Americans for Liberty, Revolution 21. Now, I mentioned some merch. Yes, you're going to be able to get that merch. Plus, we're going to be launching some brand new merch very, very soon. And 
anybody who stops by the booth at the Young Americans for Liberty Revolution 21 will actually get first dibs and sneak peeks at all the brand new merch. So again, if you're going to be stopping by the booth, make sure you uh, you check out some of that awesome merch. But talking about the merch, briannicholshow.com forward slash shop it is our proud libertarian Brian Nichols Show shop. And I am so excited to, to really bring all the great uh, you know, really the, the stuff you need to help peak interest. And, and that's at, at some points, that's the hardest part, right? Is being able to get people to say, tell me more because nobody wants to talk about politics anymore and who can blame them. So, uh, what we're doing is we are going to be building up a brand new, uh, really a big, uh, library of tools that are going to be top, uh, really focusing on top of mind issues and through a Liberty sales perspective. So, I'm saying all that because, yes, some of our classics that we've had here in the Brian Nichols Show Shop now for the past quarter or so, those are going to be going away. So if you want to go ahead and check out all the amazing stuff we have right now in the Brian Nichols Show Shop before the, uh, some of the, the stuff is, is t- taken out and, and put away for the time being, please head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash shop. By the way, use code TBNS and you'll get 10% off there at checkout. Also, I want to go ahead and uh, give a great shout out to our awesome friends over at the Sound Mind Creative Group. They are doing a brand new docu-series, Follow the Science on Lockdowns and Liberty. If you are interested in having a conversation with them on your podcast, on your show, be it on YouTube, otherwise, I would love to make sure, uh, make sure we get them in touch with you. So please email me, brian at briannicholsshow.com. Uh, yes, they are doing amazing work setting the narrative straight. We are seeing a push right now for more lockdowns in response to the Delta variant. This isn't following the science. Let's actually look and support those individuals who are out there actually setting the record straight. And yes, it is our folks at the Sound Mind Creative Group follow the science on lockdowns and liberty. And for those folks who are out there helping us here at the Brian Nichols Show, well, by the way, we just had our awesome Q&A behind the scenes uh, where I answered all of uh, your awesome sales questions. So thank you to the, uh, I think I had around 10 or so people submit questions that we were able to uh, to get to. So I'll be airing that as a bonus episode, but I'll be dropping that for the Patreon here very soon. But to those Patreon supporters, Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, Michael Lemma, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Hody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians channel. Thank you for your love, support, and of course your, your patronage. And of course they've gotten this awesome Don't Hurt People, Don't Take people's stuff bumper sticker five dollars ten dollars a month you get that plus you get access to uh one-on-ones like the uh the q a we had here uh back on monday uh yes actual one-on-ones uh where you know you, if you have any questions please feel free to reach out if you are a five dollar ten dollar a month subscriber or a patreon sub- uh, subscriber i will go ahead and have those uh conversations but also uh jeremy todd he's going through bring all of his sales training to help you be the best salesperson you can possibly be Chris Goizetta, he's doing all the amazing work, bringing his marketing uh, guru self to the liberty world. Yes, the punk rock approach to libertarianism in terms of marketing, but these are the absolutely necessary tools we have to have as we go forward here in the liberty movement. So if you're interested in supporting the program, briannicholshow.com forward slash support. And one final plug, and that is for, yes, our four easy steps you can implement now to sell liberty to friends and family 
ebook. It is a free resource for you to help sell liberty because that is, again, the hardest thing we have to do right now is overcome this barrier. So we're here offering tools, and this is one tool you can utilize. Also, I do a daily morning sales huddle. If you're interested in that, please, uh, again, if you sign up for the ebook, you'll be automatically entered right into uh, that weekly uh, email um, every single day, Monday through Friday, bright and early, right after my morning workout. Um, also, if you want to go ahead and just sign up for the email, you can go right to the uh, the website here, briannicholshow.com, click the, uh, the little link there, and you can sign up and drop your email. And yeah, that's all I have for you, I guess. So with that being said, coming up here on Friday, I know I talked a lot there, folks, and uh, hey, no worries, because this upcoming guest on Friday is one, I'm going to let him do a lot of talking, because he's a voice you know and love, and he is one, Larry Sharp, and Larry is joining the program to talk about a brand new book that he has written, and it's called On Happiness, How to Unlock Windows of Opportunity excited to uh, to discuss that book with Larry and really share that conversation but also got to pick Larry's brain top of mind issues I want to hear his libertarian perspective as a sales professional he's been doing this for a number of years I'd love to hear his take how can we help sell those issues right now from a libertarian perspective all that and more coming up here on Friday's episode of the Brian Nichols show but with that being said it's Brian Nichols signing off you're on the Brian Nichols show Tiffany Justice we'll see you Friday Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. You've heard the name Ebels, but now you need to remember My Delta 8. From the same people who brought you Ebels, My Delta 8 is Delta 8 THC, offering a semi-sedative physical sensation without the overwhelming mental simulation of Delta 9 THC, resulting in a smoother, much milder experience. Both Ebels and My Delta 8 offer both best quality product and customer service in the industry. From helping manage chronic pain, anxiety, depression, and more, the reviews are in, folks. Both Ebels and My Delta 8 are truly game changers as a natural alternative to big pharma drugs. And hey, yours truly here at the Brian Nichols Show can vouch for the quality of Ebels and my Delta 8 having to deal with a herniated disc in my back, plus years of sports injuries. Ebels and my Delta 8 offer relief where generic medicines simply mask the pain. And did you know you can get Ebels and my Delta 8 delivered right to your door at a special discounted price? That's right. All members of the Brian Nichols Show audience can use promo code TBNS at checkout and boom, discount applied. Again, that's code TBNS at checkout to get the highest quality CBD and Delta 8 THC on the market delivered right to your door. One more time, the code is TBNS at checkout. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.